What up, what up, what up? Now the podcast, NBA edition, episode 16. Uh, back in this bubble style. Uh, what up, what up? Uh, we're just going to get right into this, man. We don't have a lot of time. We had some technical issues. Hopefully it doesn't sound too bad when y'all hear this, but um, we're working on it. A lot of podcasts are working on it, and I think we sound better than some of them. So fuck it and fuck you. Uh, <laughs> here we are. I am Pandavinci, and I be struggling but uh, shining at the same time. Wow, this- that's tight. Uh, I am uh, Karan, and I be in my, once again in my closet trying to figure out the sound. <laughs> Ooh, it's trapped. It's crazy. And uh, I am Darren, and I be wet like a book. I just finished watching wow. the book, and that huh? dude, man, we might talk about it, but. You've been watching games today. You know what I'm talking about. Shooting from the logo, just nuts. Disgusting. No, I haven't got to watch today, but um, yeah, he's kind of been just doing his thing on a regular here. Uh, yeah, Suns are still uh, undefeated, right? Six and up. They are. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to yeah. that. But for now, we'll be doing our takeaways here. Here we go. Oh, so <laughs> worth it. So worth it. Uh, <laughs> my takeaway is uh, problems they're having down there in New Orleans. It was pretty ugly, man. I mean, I think a lot of people were talking about how this whole situation was set up to kind of get them in the mix. And it just did not work out that way. <laughs> and for what seemed like a, or, you know, for all intents and purposes, was a must-win game yesterday. They looked like hot tridash. Um, I mean, they they fought their way back, but um, it just it just looked like a losing effort from the beginning. And uh, there's a lot going on there, and we, we may expound on that. But um, they could be better next year. This could be just like a, you know... Just chalk it up to inexperience. Uh, I don't know, man. Even their superstar then just looks kind of pedestrian. You know, that's my takeaway. Well, I, I think what they can take away from this year is that you need to get Zion healthy and you have a bona fide star in Brandon Ingram. Um, I mean, you obviously have Gru Holiday, and that's what you focus on. Everything else is, you know, kind of expendable. You can, well, there's Lonzo too, but um, he has pretty significant trade value so that's one thing to consider but mm. you have you have Zion and you have Ingram I, I that's what you needed to figure out from that Lakers hall is who's going to be the guy and it's clearly Ingram on a fairly consistent basis he looks like a superstar see what what well it just one thing really quick is what I all I've been hearing is how well um Lonzo and uh Zion look together and and like how that's just a beautiful thing. And then like just over these games we've watched, it's like, ooh, no, you know, or as I should say. No. I'm going to say, I'm, yeah, I don't. Okay. This is my thing about it. I, I don't, I think they should dump the whole team and it's just, <laughs> they should, uh, yikes. Uh, and I'm, I say that because you have to get player. Look, if you're going to draft number one overall, that person needs to be your star. He needs to be your superstar, and he needs to, he needs to be the guy that you you need him to be. Okay, look, no matter what, okay, he, you have to you have to stay you have to stay that course. Brandon is he's a really good player. He's an all star level player. Um. But I saw too far often. I see, like, let's say, take the Spurs game yesterday. He should dominate whoever he's playing, but that doesn't happen all the time, right? Like, if he's a, if he's that guy that you need to lean on and you know you can get a consistent um, amount of buckets from, 
he's not not really that guy. He's not really a guy that's going to be like he's going to lead a charge back and you can put the team on his back and do the whole thing. That's not really happening. Like that's that's effectively not happening. But right? before so, we before we move on, do you think that's indicative of the other personnel on the team? I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it like this. I'm gonna say I think it's a little bit of that. I also don't think that Brandon plays well when Zion's on the court. Yeah, which is a huge okay. issue. Which is a problem. Okay, so that's the thing. So you have mm-hmm. a player who is an older player, a more experienced player, doesn't know how to figure out how he best fits around a player around a very specific skill set. It's really almost exclusively an inside game. Okay, he's not eating a lot, a lot of lot of buckets. A lot of you know he's scoring basically a point a minute. He's on the court. Okay, yes. so he scored like 24, 25 points in like twenty six minutes. Yeah, like Zion, the, the Zion scoring is that's not going to be an issue. He's going to score. He's just, I mean, once he gets like whatever quote quote unquote whatever healthy is for him, which is interesting. I, and I have mm-hmm. another. I have a conspiracy. You know what? I don't know if I should really say that because I don't want to be wishing somebody this. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of wondering. I'm kind of wondering right now. I wonder if Zion has some other issue. Yeah, like that. More. I feel like he might have an issue where he's just not. Not it's basketball. It's going to be different. Not basketball related. There's something else happening because he left. And he he looked in shape before he left, and then all of a sudden when he got back, he looked like he was out of shape. Like well, he, he wasn't gone like, at basically, Yeah, he wasn't gone. He was gone for what ten days, yeah. but then he really couldn't. He had to be in quarantine for like another four or five days. He was gone effectively off the court for two weeks. Yeah, and it took thick. that quick. That quick, he it's like he had gained, He didn't do anything, so he must when he went home, it must have been like a, a real issue. With that, that said, I can't play basketball. I need to attend right. to this issue. Right. right. Okay. So there's something else going on there. So I think that's that's what that part of it is. Um, I just don't think him and Brandon fit together. Period. Point blank. Period. I would sign and trade Brandon Ingram in a heartbeat. I will find shooters. I'll find somebody who can rebound along, who can shot block or play Jackson Hayes alongside of him. But I would, I would part ways. I would get all the value. I could extract all the value I could out of Brandon Ingram. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I just don't think they fit together. Brandon thinks he's a guy still. That's why he didn't work he's in LA with Ron. He's not. He he's not the guy. Because he thought he was better. He thought he should be getting all the, all the looks and all the shots. And uh, I'm exactly. certain he feels the same way about Zion. But look at look at the way he looks on the bench. I remember when Zion went off of those four threes in that first game that he was back. And just every time Zion does well, Brandon just looks back like eh. he's a hater. He's a hater. I don't <laughs> want that. And I know I I can't, I, I can't believe that nobody else sees that. I, I can see it from the TV. Right. I know that <laughs> I know that David Griffin can look at it and say, "No, nah, I got a hater on my team. I can't right. have this." I need to push him along as soon as I can. Push it along. Yeah. Um, if I can just jump in and do a quick rundown because uh, I bring it up, but I, I do I like the personnel. I don't. I, I do think there's problems with them functioning together. Definitely, like what you're saying. But um, I think Banner Ingram is in a great position where, like, he's not necessarily he doesn't have to be the focal point of the team. But man, he can eat and eat and eat if he just kind of like plays a second role. You know what I mean? Like, like a Kevin Durant on Golden State type thing. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, right. Um, and then and then the game could be focused around their youth, their athleticism. You know, the full court game and Zion just you know just being himself and commanding double teams. That's only going to help these other guys. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, and so, and so I like, but if 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 Brandon Ingram is an issue, or if they have, because ke- everyone sounded pretty upset uh, from what I understand yesterday, and they should, but um, and then I don't know, even uh, I mean, I guess the oldest player has got to be um, oh, what's his it's name? JJ, JJ, yeah, yeah, and um. I don't think he I mean he wants to be part of a winning culture 
And it's gonna, it may take a little time there, but yeah, they did miss the mark on what they were trying to do and what they were expected to do. But yeah, that's a long takeaway. So we'll just go ahead and we'll come back to well, that. I guess my issue, but I want to say one quick thing because I, I think it's important. I don't ever yeah. see uh, Brandon in like with any sort of urgency. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I have a problem with that. Like he never has any sort of like real sort of like urgency. Like they needed to win against the Spurs. Yeah, they had to win. They needed to win. And he, you're you're for right at the moment, you're their best player. I mean, I guess I think Zion's their best player. But if he, you're already the established, quote unquote, established all star. OK, right. but you're not you're I mean, you're just playing. What How many points did he have yesterday? He was plus one. He had 17 points on. He was six of 14. It was just like I, I if you you trying to win. Then get out there and just like do something that looks yeah. like you're trying to win the game, and he doesn't do that. I look at at Zion; he's got he had 25 points and seven rebounds. Yeah, in 27 minutes, he shot 50. percent He hit his free throws. I mean, <laughs> I just I don't that, understand it. Yeah, so that game specifically, the Spurs had a game plan for Zion, but like that's that's where Brandon Ingram should have really fucking took over because they didn't have any kind of players that could really deal with him, his size and, you know, maybe who Rudy Gay, you know what I mean? Likes to bet. I mean, the guy is playing pretty great in the bubble, but like, come on, Brandon Ingram should be past Rudy Gay's of the world. You know what I mean? Right. I just, I don't, I don't understand Brandon, but nonetheless, I think that's going to be a little uh, situation there. Uh, Okay. What's your takeaway? Take that, 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 take that. Uh, my takeaway is um, T.J. Warren. Mm. Wow, T.J. Warren. T.J. Warren has decided to turn into basically uh, Michael Jordan. All of a sudden, oh, he's turning to all universe. <laughs> um, and it's weird because he's. I mean, it's not just like he's doing it against this and that play. I mean, he's doing it against everybody, and he gave the Lakers the business the other night. Mm-hmm. I mean, he gave them a real problems. Like they whole, yeah. he was giving they whole back line, LeBron and everybody just problems. They was like, oh, he just, oh, he's not gonna miss. Okay, worked. And you know he got Jimmy <laughs> Butler tonight, and that's gonna be a whole thing. They playing the Heat tonight. Uh, I know. He's averaging like thirty six. Uh, I want to say like thirty six a game in the bubble. Um, 50, oh my god, he's shooting like fifty something percent from three. I mean, he's just like, even with hands no. in his face, it's, he's just getting buckets at the bucket. What happened? Like, what the fuck happened? You know, well, you like, why see is this it happening? Very often, I, I, and this is my thought, and y'all let me know if y'all agree or disagree, but you don't see it very often. But sometimes guys just, it clicks, and they realize they're much better than they're playing. Right. And then they never right. play at that lower level again. They're just like, oh, right. I'm. I'm actually better than most of these guys out here if I do this, yep. this, and this. And it just clicks, and it's a wrap. I 100% agree with that. I think I think TJ is just that guy now. I think there's a possibility. We'll see when it gets to, like, regular crowds and, you know, whatever. But it's a possibility. He might just he might just be this who he is. It might just have taken, like Darren said, just might have taken a little bit longer. But there's nothing – that I I've seen him play like three of the games, and yeah. nothing nothing looked fluky. Like it looked mm-hmm. like he was out there. I'm the best player out here right now, and y'all can't stop me from scoring. Period. Well, isn't, that, isn't that kind of what we saw with Jeremy Lin? In a way, yeah, yeah. I mean, because we were watching a bat at the time, and we we're like, this dude is legit good. And and you know what? Still, like the dude could play. I mean, there's just. You don't get it to that level and just it's like just a total fluke. Right. You think it's kind of like a flash in the pan, maybe, or is this like a, you know. uh, It might have some lasting. It might have some lasting power. I think the thing with, unlike Jeremy Lin. Like a Warren Sanity. (laughs) Yeah, but see, with Jeremy, the, the problem is, is that he was paired up with the right coach. Right. He was paired up with the right. He was paired up with Mike D'Antoni. He had the right system. It was the right coach. He should have yeah. been really and truly. 
If he, he had another hater on this team, he had Carmelo Anthony on this team <laughs> hated, who hated on him. And yeah. so he wanted to stay with the Knicks. He ended up going to Houston. Things kind of got messed up. So, you know, a lot happened. But I think with Warren, I think you're going to see it's a better culture with Nate McMillan. I mean, you just, it's just better. Everything for his situation is just like. You have guys like, yeah, like Vic, who actually, who's the yeah. superstar on that team who actually supporting him. It's like, right. man, this is our guy. This our guy. This our dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's just his time. I think it's just his time. It's just, I think it's just one of those deals where, like like Darren said, it's just clicks, boom, and I am actually an all-star level plus player. It's so just it doesn't simple. carry over to the playoffs? We'll see if once people start, like, we'll see. I think it helps. I think he'll still score. I mean, he was always a very efficient scorer. It was just yeah. taking more shots. So... More okay. shots, more efficiency. He scores. I think he, I think he's just going to be a 25, 26 point a game. He's like Alex English out there. That's what he is. That's kind of what he reminds me of. Yeah, that's that's damn good. That's that's high praise. Um, well, we'll see it. We're seeing it. We'll see more of it if, if it keeps going that way. Uh, what you got, Darren? Take that, take that. So take that. my takeaway this take week is surrounding. Uh, the NBA award nominees that came out this week, they announced um, the nominees for uh, MVP, for Defensive Player of the Year, for Most Improved Player, Six Man, so forth and so on. But I want to focus on the Most Improved Player because the leader in that category is Luka Doncic. Mm-hmm. And they asked him about it in the press, and he, he was very professional um, and he mentioned another player that should take his spot. Uh, what's the guy's name in in uh, Hornets? Oh, Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. He said, take me out of the voting and put Devontae Graham in, which is very valid because Devontae has been balling. But just generally speaking, I think that was super, super trash of the NBA and very, very short-sighted to say he's one of the most improved players in the NBA. He could have been in the MVP conversation. He should be yeah. in the MVP conversation. No, he is in the conversation. There's no question. Right. So the top three for MVP are LeBron, Giannis, and Harden. And I honestly, and I love Beard, but those two are interchangeable. Either one of those could be in that third spot. Either one of those guys. So to say that he's one of the most improved players is just kind of silly because you take away the fact that he's been a professional since 2014 2015 so just Mm -hmm. because he's a really young player doesn't mean he's a young professional basketball player and i think that's really just silly he's obviously and clearly one of the best talents not only playing right now but one of the best talents the nba has seen just in general across the board so to put him in a kind of like this subcategory for the best player it's just dumb. It's, it's it's even more than that. It's like the whole award is supposed to be about guys who weren't necessarily okay because his his he was the third or fifth pick of the NBA draft two years ago. Right. He's a, he's supposed to be this good. Like it's he's not below the radar. Exactly. exactly. Arguably, arguably he's taken first. I mean, that's kind of like the argument. Right. Yeah. Right. And. All right, and they on, didn't take him first on, the, on that night. Right. Right. So I get why they took I mean, I guess looking back, I think well, I think DeAndre Ayton was number was one, which he looking was. at it right now, I don't mind it because it looks like he's gonna be really good. Um, or he pick. is actually really good. It's a pretty safe pick. You can always mm-hmm. a mobile, a mobile big that can get you twenty and ten. I mean that's always a good bet. That's usually a pretty good bet, and it looks like it's good, it's working out for the Suns because he's playing well. So, you know that's kind of an an Olajuwon thing. You just okay. It's, we'll see how that right. goes ten years down the line, but that's that's cool. You know, with Aiden, but two, three, you know, on down the line, you can know you can the second pick. I forget who it was, but I want to say it might have been Marvin um, Bagley. Oh, Bagley for the Kings. Right? Yeah. So, so obviously the Kings probably should have took Doncic, right? Um, but 
since they already had a, a two, they already had, I mean, a lead guard and with, uh, with Fox. So Doncic was supposed to be this good or something close to it. So to say that he went from like 20, 20 points, five rebounds, five assists or whatever he had last year to what he's doing now is some like great leap forward. That's to me, that's, it's, it's kind of wild to me. Right. When, when you have a player of his caliber, they jump from, all NBA second team to all NBA first team. They don't go from, mm-hmm. you know, rookie of the year or something like that to most improved player. That's mm-hmm. right. That's just wild. That's, Makes that's no wild. sense. It's almost like they wanted him just to have some sort of an award. There you go. There you go. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. So yeah, I, feel like, I feel like, um, yeah, he's, he needs to win awards, you know, as far as they're concerned. Um, I think uh, um, the expectation uh, normally. See, don't you think, or am I wrong, that the the most improved player should go to a player who's kind of un- unsuspecting? You know what I mean? For like sure. a player that just vastly improved, went from you know, it's never you never see like a top five pick turn into ever. Yeah. Right, because, because the expectations there, so expectations, right? Right, right. So normally it's a guy off the bench, or it's a guy who plays less minutes and then gets more minutes, or something like that. Um, so as far as disrespectful, I could see it, but it's gonna. This is gonna be like washed over, it, it, you know. He's gonna have a long career full of accolades, yeah, for sure, for right. sure. But right. like, um, I do. It's it feels like a handout trophy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Levante, I mean, to me, to me, Luke was right. Levante probably should have won this year because he clearly, I mean, he's like, he is like turned into where it was supposed to be with Terry Rozier. Mm -hmm. I mean, he turned into their guard. He turned into their best player. Right. A guy who's averaging under five points a game is now averaging over 20. Right. And clearly, that's more more the spirit of the award, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Borderline All Star, really. That's what's wild, that's wild to me because Devontae was borderline All Star. It's just that he play, you know, he plays for the Hornets. He's not right. going to get that nod. It's going to take him a while because he has to. Con- you know, we'll see well, if he does this another year. Then you know, we'll you know, it'll he'll probably end up being kind of similar to like Kimball Walker. Well, it'll be a Kimball Walker kind of player. Um, yeah, but that's just he- wild. That's just too crazy. Yeah. I mean, they just had an all-star game there, so maybe tough luck with that. But um, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, okay, that's good stuff. So um, so far in the bubble, life has been pretty good. Uh, there's still zero positive tests. I think the games they're still good. There's good games. We have plenty to talk about. There's a lot of players really doing their thing and um one little element they have what we just heard is that i guess when teams are mathematically out of the equation to uh make the playoffs they gotta bounce yeah like yeah like they have to uh it's like it's like put down your, it's like put down your stuff go take a shower and get on the bus yeah. Don't go yeah. back up to your room. <laughs> don't don't hit the buffet. Uh, uh-huh. Don't don't take the hotel's robe. Yeah. Just bring your laptop to the nasty ass in the shower and then go get on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like raise up, get up out yeah. of here quickly. Um, so it's interesting, but I, I I mean I guess you know they've been taking precaution and you know what they're doing makes sense everything that they're doing is to ensure that they continue to have zero positive test right yeah i mean when you see anyone whether it's personnel staff or even uh, team staff like everyone's still wearing masks even though everyone's testing positive you know what i mean i mean testing negative uh so that's how you double down and man it's just i don't know <laughs> obviously i don't want to get you know, way too macro about it, but on a larger scale, that's what this country should be doing. Um, if they really want to live in a world where you can have nice things, you know what I mean? Um, like freedom. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, so yeah, they're just making people bounce. So it sounds like 
you know, your pelicans will be on a bus maybe sometime tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's kind of a trip. But it, it makes sense. It makes sense. They're just being cautious. They're like, it, we have to cut all the fat. There's no unnecessary people around, you know. Right. And can and you kind of... Oh, go ahead. No, 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 no. It's, and if you are necessary, you're still masked up and you're still following these very strict guidelines. Right. Right. And Kay, you had another spin on this we were kind of talking about earlier, which was um, you think the NBA was doing this to kind of avoid any kind of like funny business. Oh, for sure. For sure. I think I think there's at least a part of it. Like when, yeah. when I remember that was an early whisper. Is that while the teams kind of clustered together, that guys will be start talking to each other in their rooms and mm-hmm. you know doing all that. So if you can cut down on the players or who aren't participating, at least you have those players gone in a way. And if they choose to quote unquote illegally collude, they can do that on their own time, not under the same roof. They'll be more, less likely to do it because you know they'll be spread all over the country. Once they leave, they'll be dispersed all over. Um, so right. I don't know. I mean, maybe some of like the Pelicans, maybe they might have Zion back in New Orleans so he can continue rehabbing and stuff like that. But I mean, everybody else is going to end up going back to their crib, wherever they live yeah. in L.A., probably most likely. So, um, yeah, I, I think there's some, at least something to that. I think there's at least a little bit to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so um, we'll go, since you mentioned it, we'll go ahead and talk about one instance of collusion that already um, <laughs> came out. Uh, Draymond uh, Green was adding, he was uh, joining the crew of TNT, and uh, I think they got everything you would expect from Draymond. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's he's right. got enough hot takes, he's entertaining, he's smart. I mean, he's he's perfect for TV, but uh, he also pops off. And uh, I mean, if anyone is famous for colluding, it's that guy, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was a KD conspirator. Yeah, yeah. And uh, shit, he got it done. He but, did. Uh, but you know what he said on 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 TNT? I didn't really think it was. I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. Like I, I understand what collusion is, and t- technically that was collusion. Saying they, I'm using air quotes, need to get D book out of Phoenix. But I mean, really, like yeah. he was very vague. Yeah. Well, I, I'm gonna say this too, though. I also think he was kind of wrong. Like he's not right about that. Th- this is the thing. If you look at the the the, the Suns are six and zero right now. That's a young team that's going to be on the rise. LeBron is getting old. Okay? The Clippers are still going to be pretty good. The Jazz look a little bit dysfunctional right now, and I don't know what's going on right there. Yeah, Denver is interesting. So, my thing is, why would you move around? You're, you're 25. You're, you're with another... Your, your co-star is what, 21, 22 years old, and Aiton you have Mike uh, Mikael Bridges, who's turned into like Scotty Pippen in the in the bubble. All of a sudden, he's turned into this. Right. this I was about to say um, too, uh, Kelly Oubre is kind of like Pippen Junior as well. He's just hurt. Right, he's just hurt right now. So it's like, why would you leave the Suns if you won one championship with the Suns? Oh man, do you know what that? I mean, he would just be the king of Phoenix oh, for the rest God. of his life. <laughs> you got now. Yeah. Right. But I, I right. think what Draymond was talking about was he was talking about that. He was talking about history. He's like, historically, Phoenix is never going to win, so he needs to get out of Phoenix if he wants to win. That's yeah, what he was but, saying. But where would he go? Who would pay that? Who would pay that ticket? Where would he go? And what team would you need to up in to pay to pay that ticket? Right. For I mean, sure. I think you just said. I think it's L.A. The Lakers. I mean, that would be, for as a LeBron fan, that would be fantastic. But I just don't see how reasonable that is. I mean, you'd have to dump the rest of your team, right? I mean, that's what you would do. Oh. You'd dump without the rest of your team. Do we doubt you, that LeBron would make them do that? 
Oh, I don't have any <laughs> doubt that Le- if LeBron wanted to make it happen, he would be like, Yo, I don't want that player. I want him. Yeah. I don't want him, yeah. him, and him. We can get rid of this whole team and have number of scrubs, and it'd be me, AD, and Book. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure he would, if he could do it, if he felt comfortable in doing that, he would do it. Um, I yeah. just don't know if that's what he's doing. Well, and, and then even thinking about that long term, right? If, if Book stays in Phoenix for another year or two, LeBron's on his way out and he just steps in and takes LeBron's money, LeBron's salary contract. But um, the interesting thing that's, you know, about Draymond that I, I thought about when he made that comment and after the NBA announced that he was being fined $50,000, can, can you imagine just like getting fined $50,000 and it's kind of like $50? $50, and you just you just go to sleep that night and it's cool. Oh, yeah. Like it's literally just fifty thousand dollars, and you yeah. knew you were going to get fined at least that much when you said it, and you still said it because that's you like just don't care. Weekend cash for him, you know, dude. That's like for him. That's like when you take your family to to Popeyes and you get like a twelve piece and three sides, and it's like twenty five dollars. That's Popeyes money. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Popeye's, so it's you know good yeah. investment. It's worth it. Uh, <laughs> it's not even that. That fifty. Let me see. I'm I'm trying to do the calculation on that fifty thousand. He what's he making like fifteen thousand, fifteen million a year? Yeah, yeah. It's like spending ten minutes at a skill crane or something. What is that? Is that even a game check? Probably not. Mm, no, I wouldn't think so. But that's not even a game check. That would be like if somebody made like five thousand dollars in a month that they were fined sixteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right? <Basically. That's> what... <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no money. That's that's not even that's not even Popeye. That's just going to Popeye's for you. This is you. That's a three piece. That's a three piece. Sandwich and three fries. <laughs> And you got a dessert, and it came out to sixteen dollars. That's all that is. Actually, you know what? Uh, you know what that is? That's like when you sit in passenger, when you sit in a passenger seat with somebody, and they ordering something, and they be like, "You got a dollar or two? And you just pull a dollar or two out of your pocket and give it to them, so they have money to buy what they buying. <laughs> That's, That's exactly what it is. It's like, hey, you yeah, got a dollar on you, and you just like, yeah, here's two dollars. Yeah, but in the other pockets. Two hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 50, fifty grand would change my life right now, but fifty thousand yeah. ain't yeah. doing, ain't moving the needle for Dr- for Draymond. So yeah, if I gave y'all two bucks, it's like my last two bucks. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like yeah, I got I ain't that. Got no, I ain't got no more cash. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. So I still, I'm still, I still get shell shocked just from like Draymond talking about players coming to golden state so like there's a little part of me that's kind of like oh no <laughs> you know what i mean like like this this could really happen um and then uh, you know i picture him in a damn uniform and being kind of like a just a little offensive spark plug and i'm just like oh here we go again yeah i mean you can't forget he's still he's draymond a player he's trying to win oh yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to literally like just at the end of the day write a book about like how to be an NBA player and how to just have success throughout your whole career, you know, like almost, almost just entirely his own by his own making. And Draymond is, and like you said, he's smart. So he understands that a part of his income, a part of his wealth is Steph and clay and KD and book and whoever else he can bring in to Mm -hmm. that team. Yeah, for sure. Another thing going on, uh, just kind of bubble related, is they're talking about how um, how great the shooting's been, how it's like not necessarily an anomaly. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so yeah, for sure. I, what the, the term they're using is the depth perception. The depth yeah. perception. So, I guess. What they're seeing is the basket and then just and not a lot of space. And like um it just makes it easier to focus on the basket. Um now when you have an arena full of thousands of people, um, 
who are like hundreds of feet away from the basket, you're, you know, you're dealing with, you know, perception issues, right? And I guess they're saying that that's why people are kind of shooting lights out. And and you do see it. There's definitely people who are doing it. But um, I don't know. There's there's people who are shooting worse, Lonzo Ball. But um, Oh, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Th- I guess there is like kind of maybe a scientific reason for that. Is, and I don't know. Is that good for the game? Or is that just kind of like... I mean, of course, it is what it is right now. But Well, my thing has always been that, you know, and I know that this will come at a cost, but you need to move media, photographers, fans, reporters back so the players have a better depth perception, even in an arena. Um, It's it's still going to be different than the bubble, obviously, but when there's more space around the basket, it just kind of gives you a different feel about the court. So I think it's an advantage for a lot of guys, especially when you're driving hard at the basket and there's nobody under the basket. Yes, yes. Or when you you know you're shooting from three and all you see is the rim, you just you know it's that's why guys are just and I think there was a stat and I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know all teams are shooting more three pointers. Oh yeah, for you sure. Know, just because it's an easier it's an easier shot now, or it feels yeah. easier. Um, so yeah, I guess the perception is interesting in terms of like what makes guys comfortable and maybe speaking about somebody like Lonzo, what makes them a little bit more, I don't know, tentative or in their head or, right. you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I, you know, I don't think we'll understand the, the psychology of it to a great degree right now because we still have the playoffs and, you know, all these things. And, mm-hmm. but it is interesting. I don't know. How, what do you, what do you think? Kay? I think, I think, I think there's a little there's clearly something to it because I've heard that same argument. Um, I'll, I'll take it to another venue, right? Like a, or a whole different, like the NCAA tournament, especially in the national championship. Like a lot of times they play the national championship games in these big stadiums, mm-hmm. right? And so like the backdrops behind the baskets will be different. Like I think I'm just going back right now in my head where Villanova. Uh, beat Carolina in the national championship. I think it was in 16. They played in this, in this, I forget where they played, but it looked like a football stadium that they just kind of threw a basketball court on. And so the death perception was kind of funny until the players kind of figured it out. Um, but right. the shooting was not, was not good. They, they do this every once, especially in college basketball where they have like, you know, just tournaments like, you know, um, in different islands and uh, like, mm-hmm. I think they have one like on a, a battleship, for, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, in Hawaii right. on a battleship or something like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So the perception is a little bit weird. So I've seen the argument and like proof of that. It is, you know, it does affect shooters. Um, but yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, by the time you wind it into the playoffs, these guys should, I mean, they're professional ball players. They'll have figured it out, what they need to do, what the visual keys are. Excuse me. So I think they're going to be fine in, in that regard. I think they'll figure out, again, what their keys are visually, like where the basket is, where the rim is at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it'll it'll kind of even out a little bit. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's interesting you bring up college basketball because, you know, most of those games um, you'll see, and I'm, I'm thinking about that game, um, years ago, when Mario Chalmers hit the uh, hit the game winner for Kansas, I can't remember who they were playing. Can't remember if it Memphis. was Kentucky. It was Memphis, right? It was yeah. was, was it D Rose? Yeah, it was D Rose. They yeah. hit it on D Rose and them, right? He he missed D Rose missed free throws that game. He missed those free throws, but the court yeah. was elevated. Like it was that court was high. Like those no, dudes were waiting. basically no, playing right. on the platform. Yeah. And when they right. came out, when they started that game, nobody could hit a thing. It was just, you know, they kind of had to get used to the stage and how, you know. Was that Reliant? What's that? Was that at Reliant, I think? I it might have been. It was. it was at a stadium, though. Yeah. Yeah, so. So, I think it was something that would be really cool is, um, you know, kind of maybe take after uh, what they do in hockey and I don't know, depending on the schedule, I don't know if the schedule is going to like shift forever now where you go further and further into the summer. 
but uh, on a really nice day, pick a team or lo- and and pick a location. You know what I mean? Like uh, pick two teams and play outdoors or like you know or somewhere kind of funky like that or like I don't know, put some chains on the wrist. <laughs> I think they should play in Venice Beach one time. Oh, like just cool, 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 cool. That, that shit would be crazy if they played that Venice Venice yeah, pro yeah. game at Venice Beach. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. That'd be hard. Make some special yeah. special jerseys, special uniforms. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Some beachy looking kind of uniforms and you just oh, be out there man. just real hooping. That'd be fun. Can you imagine the camera angles and like all the all the yeah. aerial shots with the water and like, oh, that'd be ill. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure there'd be complaints and uh, obviously, you can't sell tickets like that, but um, I don't know, man. Especially, we may be dealing with some of this stuff next season. So, you know, why not something experiment. like that? Hey, yeah, I would experiment. Yeah. yeah, grab the ball. Let's go outside, you know. Play at the Rucker, uh, but not like on the court court, but just like build out a court in New York City and play outside. Like, you know, just yeah. there's yeah. stuff that can be done. Yeah, I like that. Um. So another thing uh, we kind of been watching is struggles down there and uh, or up there in uh, Philadelphia. So not only did they lose uh, Ben Simmons, but it, it looks like Embiid is out indefinitely. Or yeah, he hurt his ankle. So yeah. ankle foot. But they haven't said what it was. So ugh, it's looking dicey. We'll see if it's something wrong with his feet. Right. Yeah. Because he's always always had the foot issues. Yeah. Um, but I think Simmons has already left the bubble and he was having his surgery either today or tomorrow. Um, and yeah, I guess they're still evaluating Joel. Mm-hmm. But you know, you, you 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 continue to have these questions of what do you do with this team? Yeah. It never ends with this team, right? Like everyone's always like I don't know. It's it's funny because it's always been trust the process, right? And and that was kind of like something they were hanging their hat on. It was actually a logo and a and a meme, you know. Um, trust the process, trust the process, and like we've seen them demolish the fucking process up till now, you know. It's. I mean, it's interesting because the process was always those two guys. I mean, it's yeah. obviously Joel, but it was like Joel. And Ben, and put great shooters, defenders around him, and they've Which done they that. The only thing I mean, you can't count on is Giannis being the best player in the NBA. That's in you know that's a big variable. Obviously, sure. just like LeBron was in the East, didn't matter who was good. Didn't matter how good Paul George was on the Pacers, and you know this and that. Didn't matter how good those some of those Celtics team was. Didn't matter because there was Bron. So I think now you can you have to kind of think about another way to position that team to win. You have to now you have to think like every other team thought for the past 10 years like how do we beat Giannis? Not how do we get as good as we can be, but how do we build a team to beat him? And the team that they have is not going to beat him. They're not. Yeah. They couldn't. They they that team right now couldn't even beat a Kawhi-less Raptors team. They just they're just they're not equipped. So now you just have to really hone in on how do we beat this one guy? Yeah. Why does it keep feeling like they just kind of end up playing down to their competition? You know what I mean? Uh, when you see all the talent and and like you said, if they were trusting the process, you go just back a couple years. And you're talking about a team that had, you know, J.J. Redick. Uh, you know, they had, uh, uh, man, they had everything you could ask for. They had, yeah, uh, they had Redick, they had Tobias Harris. Markel Fultz. Sarge. Sarge. I mean, yeah. Like, all the, like they, we loved that team. If you just go back a couple of years, you can hear us just glowing about that team. Like, man, look at all these pieces they got. And, of course, Ben Simmons... His, you know, his his second or third rookie year was like amazing, and uh, <laughs> they were like, just he's already they were talking about him and Braun, like you know, oh my god, we got another Braun on our hands, and 
And then, well, uh, so the potential was that great. Right. Still right, right, right. We'll see what happens. So, I mean, it's just, it's just his, his knee, uh, dislocate. I mean, I don't know. It may not be super serious, but we'll see. I mean, I don't want to write him off yet. Yeah. But it, it just feels like the expectations have been high since then. And it's always been, you know, either we see something right now or we blow it up. Like, and that's always the discussion with them. And, um, and going into every new season, they're the favorite in the East. Like, I swear, like the past three or four seasons, maybe. Well, see, my thing with, with Ben is, it's, it's definitely not time to write him off. But, no. you know, it's, it's kind of a fight against time. Like, if you keep getting hurt in your prime years, the gap for you getting it done just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And, and the time revolves around Joel Embiid. That's your time factor. Right. His prime as well. Yeah. Um, so so you, <laughs> if you keep getting hurt, whether it's, you know, big injuries or small injuries, it's like, you know, we've talked about this, like you lose a slight step or you lose a little bit of this or a little bit of that. And then another year passes and you lose a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Right. And again, I think they have to focus on beating Giannis. Don't. Yeah. The, 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 the track you've been on for the past few years is fine, but you have to figure out how to get the personnel on your team to beat him. Just him. I'd have to disagree with that, man. And I mean, not, I mean, for, for, for a more abstract reason, because obviously you do got to beat him. That's, that's, there's no question, but you're kind of like, you're only making your team good enough to do a task and not necessarily be, winners or champions you know what i mean like it's like you you never see them play great together as a team and then they look unstoppable what you see is like patchwork all the time and then they make these trades and then they try and you know now it's kind of like uh i don't know i've been watching that show alone on uh on netflix Mm -hmm. and it's it's like you have to conserve your energy so don't spend your energy doing useless things and then otherwise you're going to starve to death. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, my thing is you have to you have to treat the books like like the finals. It's true. Because you you cuz you if cuz you if you can't get past them, you don't even have an opportunity to lose in the finals to, to whoever's great in the west that year. So you have to figure out how to get past them or it's not going to matter if you're you know, a complete team in terms of if you can beat the best contender in the West, you have to get past Giannis. Yeah. They should have never traded away Shamet, Shamet or whatever his name is. Um, yeah. They should have never, Landry Shamet, they should have never traded him away because the shooting. Like, Tobias is a really good player, but he's not a great player. He's not a, gr- a player that's going to be like... He's not he, always he's, there. He's not always there. I, I just feel like they could have kept the shooting, and they should have brought back JJ Redick. I, I didn't. I, didn't, I just didn't understand why they didn't yeah, try to him. run back the team they had and just had because the shooting is what they're missing right now. Like consistent shooting, that the long range shooting that opens up the gaps for Ben to operate. Because now it's clogged when he's playing, when he's healthy, it's a clogged up lane. I just yeah. I don't understand it. I really. I look at their team. I'm like, yeah. And then they signed Al Horford to do what now? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, and to I, do what? They signed Al Horford. And I think the difference in the money from what he, uh, JJ Reddick got in New Orleans, as opposed to what the Sixers didn't want to offer him, equated right. to like, you know, $3 million. Yeah. Something nah. like that, something close. And it's just like, he's one of the best three point shooters of all time. Pay him. <laughs> Yeah, and really good defender. Um, and a good defender. Yeah, so I don't know. I I tend to think that they that they've already blown it, and they're kind of they're hanging in there because yes. of the, the pieces they have. Absolutely, uh, they've blown right. it. To me, they've, they've blown, blown it. it. Yeah, windows and windows gone. Because when you when you think of players like Sarich and and the potential faults and the, all these guys who can literally kind of like still grow within the process that they had. You know that that was th- like right right now would have been the window for those guys like right yep. right now. And I guess yep. if you really think about it, Kawhi sealed their fate with that shot. 
Yeah. He put the yeah. lid on it. I mean, think about it. They'd be, they, you know, what problems would they have if they, if that ball didn't go in, you know, right now they would just say, Hey, we made it all the way to Milwaukee, which you know, you never know, I guess, but, um, but here we are, I guess it's time to. Yeah. <laughs> I'm blow. <laughs> wow. Blow it up. Wow. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I'm sure they'll they'll still be scrappy. There's still a, there's still a lot of talent on that team, man. And I saw they literally just outclassed the Spurs the other day. Um, even yeah. though the Spurs like had a good good shot at them, it's just like you know they they willed themselves to a win, and so and only good teams can do that. But anyhow, I think uh, I think we hit it, guys. We got to get out of here and. Uh, We'll be back next week with uh, some more takes. And by that time, it'll be playoffs time. So uh, that'll be interesting. And That's we'll right. Have, uh, yeah, man. We'll have a lot to talk about. So you guys hang in there. And uh, thanks for listening. And subscribe everywhere you can. Rate us. Share us. Do the thing. And uh, we're on Spotify now, apparently. Well, we got approved. I, have to, I haven't seen it up there yet, but I got to check on it. So, uh, yeah, stay up with us, and uh, we'll be back. Peace. Peace. Peace.